Welcome to the Senior Caregiver Podcast, where we talk about caring for aging loved ones and ourselves. This is a safe space that recognizes both the joys and challenges of senior caregiving. And our goal in every episode is to provide helpful resources and how-to information for you. Here's Bill Worthington. Thank you. Today we're going to explore eating right and nutrition for seniors. We'll talk about brain-healthy foods, staying hydrated, the value of menu varieties, and foods that benefit seniors facing memory loss. My guests join us from their roles at Sunrise Senior Living, and they include Rita Altman, Senior Vice President of Memory Care, Caitlin Rogers, National Director of Dining and Nutrition Services, and Tim Whalen, Vice President of Dining. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. Great to have you, too. Thanks for having us. You bet. Let's talk about eating right and being healthy in our senior years. That's an something you guys live with every day. My first inclination is that it's probably not much different than eating healthy no matter how old you are. Is that correct, would you say? Caitlin? I would absolutely agree with you. Um, Healthy eating habits begin when you're a child and they go throughout your whole life and really the fundamentals are the same throughout that entire period. So um, lean proteins and lots of different types of produce and whole grains, um, healthy fat choices. And of course, there's always room for um, the things that you really enjoy. So uh, you don't need to be too restrictive. It's just a matter of finding a balance and things that uh, you know you enjoy eating that fall into those healthy food groups. And does the amounts and, and portions change as you age? I mean, should you be eating, focusing on protein more when you're a kid, but less so when you're older? Sure, there are definitely uh, different requirements as you go through life, depending on what part of your of your life you're in. Um, so there are certainly some changes that happen as you get older, and your needs do adjust a little bit. Um, and depending on what stage you're in, you need to you know be aware of the calorie intake and make sure that you're balancing that as you get older and your calorie needs decrease, so you're not putting on extra weight and causing health problems as your time goes on. So it's certainly things do shift um, as as you get older. Um, but generally the fundamentals do stay the same. And, and energy is certainly, you know, a big part of food intake. So so you're looking for that energy. That's absolutely fuel that fire, so to speak. Absolutely. And so exercise, which, you know, you may not think it goes along with this conversation, but exercise is another very, very important part of aging. And, and you need to do exercise. And so to support that exercise, you need to have the energy to do it. And so intake is important. Balance it with your exercise. Is it a significant factor that uh, as we age, of course, we end up often taking more medications Medications interacting with one food or another, thats that's got to be pretty important. There are interactions. There's no question. There are interactions. Um, I don't think about it a lot okay. in nutrition programs that mm-hmm. we deal with because they're more physicians' issues. In other words, if you're on statins, um, grapefruit juice is not a good thing. Now, again, uh, it, it's we are going to put grapefruit juice out. It's going to be there. Um, we need physicians to understand what a resident can handle when our caregivers need to understand their residents that are on statins and make sure that they're not not, not intaking grapefruit juice. Right. And and just providing the variety and choice so that if there are limitations based on certain medications that would interact with different foods, you have other options there to choose from instead of those um, things that might be difficult for you to have with those medications. Mm-hmm. Besides those obvious uh, choices there, are there foods that you should avoid when as you age? 
particularly as you get into your 70s and 80s, even 90s? As Caitlin already said, none any different from when you're younger. So okay? it's it, if you think about it, you know what what your mom told you you should eat and shouldn't eat, you know, when you're a grandmom, you know, you sh- you know you should be listening to what your mom said. Um, you know, don't eat sweets, stay away from fatty foods, uh, uh, fried foods, you know, the same sorts of things apply. Are there foods that are brain healthy specifically if we're thinking about the aging process? Um, well, it's important to remember colors. So colorful foods generally that are naturally colored, not artificially, are going to be great choices. So things like um, bright bell peppers, um, bro- broccoli, the produce that has a variety of color, berries um, are a great one. Um, some other sources of um, really strong sources of antioxidants that people don't necessarily think about, um, beans, uh, legumes are a really strong source of antioxidants. But again, this goes back to um, you know just a balance healthy eating. It's important to have a mix of uh, lean proteins, things like um, fish. It's a great protein choice. Cod, salmon, cold water fish tends to be a great healthy choice for both heart and brain. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy oil sources like olive oils. And if you're going to choose something that is not an olive oil or uh, a vegetable oil, um, choose butter. It sounds counterintuitive, but people choosing margarine think that you know this might be low fat or lower in saturated fat, but it actually has a lot um, more kind of chemical processing that goes along with it. So it's better to have just butter in a small amount of moderation um, than it is to choose artificial sources of, of fats. Um, so olive oils are the best choice still, but butter's a close second. Uh, a couple other items would be nuts and grains. Um, again, uh, based on the oils, the fats that are associated with um, uh, nuts are very important to memory uh, and a, a big part of it. And, and again, whole grains are another important piece of, of, again, heart healthy, as we said, and helps your brain. If it helps your heart, I'm convinced it helps your brain. Well, there you go. But what about... Um for strong bones and well, we still going for calcium products there? So, uh, absolutely. I mean, those are really important. The, the reality is that it, it can be challenging, especially for women, even if they're conscious about it and eating, um, uh, you know, quite a bit of dairy. It's can still be challenging to get the calcium that you need. So, you know, supplements are a fine place there. It might be important. Um, That's a good thing to speak to your physician about. But weight-bearing exercise is a really important thing as well um, to make sure that your bones stay healthy as you age. And, you know, we talked about portions. Uh, One really important thing to remember is putting a bag of walnuts next to your desk and setting a goal to eat them that day. It's not going to help your brain. Okay, the idea is that to include nuts in your diet in some way. It, it doesn't have to be a bag. It you know it can be you know some roasted walnuts inside your salad every day. That's enough. It's you know it, it's just taking changing your food, understanding foods that are important for your brain health, and including them in some way in your diet. Not overdoing it. Not making a big production out of it. A slice of avocado on a salad. You don't have to eat the whole thing. It's great. I do. I enjoy it. But, you know, a slice of avocado has, has, has lots of good fat in it, and it's great for you. And one thing, too, it's, you know, if you can look at a label and pronounce all the ingredients, you're probably in pretty good shape. The things that you want to stay away from are the things that are very highly processed, that are filled with um, saturated fats and sodium and sugars and, you know, other things that just aren't that great for you anytime. So if you're eating whole foods, you're probably in pretty good shape. Outstanding. We're talking about um, 
brain healthy foods and have you come across uh, Rita if you want to just pull up there and share uh, Caitlin's mic have you, have you come across any either anecdotal or otherwise evidence about foods that tend to help patients that are facing the prospects of memory loss well I know that the the green leafy vegetables the vitamin E Foods and vegetables, the bright colored ones that are really rich in antioxidants, are also very good for the brain. Uh, there are free radicals that, that occur as a result of just the byproducts of metabolism that uh, kind of can be compared with rust building up in pipes, right? And uh, eating foods that are rich in um, antioxidants, such as those bright, brightly colored vegetables and fruits, can be very helpful as well. How about this? Alcohol. Is there a place for alcohol in a healthy diet? Absolutely. I'm glad to hear you say that. Red wine. Red wine. Red wine. Only for red sure. wine? No, but red wine has attributes that are important. You know, the, the bright colors, the antioxidants. A glass of red wine is a good thing. A day. Yeah. Could, could get, get away with it a day per day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Caitlin, yeah. any reason to disagree with that? None at all. And Rita, what's your take on alcohol in a healthy diet? I absolutely agree with Tim and Caitlin that that one glass of red wine can be really beneficial. Years ago, there was the research done in the Bordeaux by the Bordeaux uh, region, and and that that actually began to show the benefits of the resveratrol uh, found in in the grape. Again, helpful. But we have to be careful that it's it's one or they say gentlemen two, uh, potentially. I mean, there there's some research that says that's the case, Tim. But <laughs> but we want to be careful as well that we don't over imbibe. Um, as Why there, is that? There are forms of dementia that are caused by actual over or abuse of alcohol. Really. Yes. So, um, that so like everything in moderation. Correct. I'm thinking that among our seniors right now, these are people that grew up in an era when probably healthier meals were there as a rule. So I'm figuring that older people probably are used to eating their greens and everything else that they're supposed to eat, whereas the next uh, generation that comes along may not be so inclined. What do you? Hmm. Am I wrong? Hmm. Well, I, you know, um, you can't see this in the podcast, but Caitlin and I are spread by probably 30 years. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that is uh, important to me is I, or that I see is that my kids eat much healthier than the food that my mom put out on a table. And what do I mean? I mean, uh, foods that were convenience items, even when in my day, canned foods loaded with sodium. Well, there you go. You know, um, we the, thought we were eating better, but not necessarily. It, it, right? Exactly. So there, you know, it's understanding all about nutrition and what's fresh. And there's the world is much more aware about fresh and, and the benefits of fresh food than I think they were um, in my day. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree. I mean, one of the fundamentals of what we do at Sunrise is um, focusing on fresh produce, fresh meats, fresh lean proteins, but specifically fresh produce. And it's so important because that variety of produce that you can have, um, it, and it's not frozen, it's not canned, it's not loaded with extra sodium or added sugars from juices and syrups, that's really important. So, I mean, you can have a peach that's a fresh peach and as, as sweet as can be, and then you can have the same peach in a pile of high fructose corn syrup. It's not the same product. So just making those choices and, and providing, um, you know, fresh options, that's really where the, the critical piece is. Um, there's also, you know, preparing it from scratch. That's not necessarily done as frequently anymore. So that might be the difference. And, um, you know, prior generations, there was 
probably more home cooking and, and meals sitting down at a table. Um, and that's, that's what I was thinking about mm-hmm. when I said that. Yeah. yeah, so that's definitely an important piece. You can have you know the same sorts of items, the same kind of raw ingredients that are prepared in, in the home. And generally, when you're cooking for yourself, you end up using far less sodium, far less added fats. You know exactly what's going into it. So if you do have a health condition that you need to be aware of, you can control how much saturated fat or added sodium you're putting in that dish. So. Um, you know, cooking from scratch is also a really important component. If somebody's shopping around for assisted living and senior living communities, that's what they should be looking for too, right? Don't you think? I think that's a, a huge focus. Absolutely. It's something that we pride ourselves on at Sunrise. We, um, you know, have scratch kitchens. We're preparing things every single day for our residents and it really makes a difference. And we challenge folks to ask uh, the, the, of others, um, what is their dining program like? In any Sunrise Senior Living, you can walk in for a, any day and know what the food is going to be for the next week. No oh, okay. questions asked. It's okay. planned in advance. We know what it's going to be, and we tell people. Um, we, we have net nutrition is what it's called, and it's available online to anyone in the world that has access to the World Wide Web, and they can check a menu in any one of our properties from their... Um, the convenience uh, of their phone. Yeah. The convenience of their phone, for sure. Yep. That's and terrific. it's not just the menu. I mean, to Tim's point, you, you can check the menu for the seven days, but it has all of the nutrition facts for every single menu item during those seven days. So you can you can plan what the choices are, but you can also, if you need to tailor things from a nutritional standpoint, you can do that as well because that information is at your fingertips. So there's a level of transparency there that um, we pride ourselves on as That's, well. Sounds great. I mean, and, and it's uh, not everyone is on a full meal plan too, right? They're some that on partial plans, I'm guessing, and uh, uh, in independent living, okay. uh, in, in, in assisted indi- living, it, it, there's three meals a day provided okay. Okay. in all properties. Independent living is it's generally one meal a day. But we're we're we have a large independent living uh, business also, and right. we're proud of the food that we serve there. We we advertise it the same way. You can find out exactly what it is. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Well, as people age, we've we talked about food. What about water? intake of water is that does that uh, the need for drinking plenty of water change as you age or is, you know it, it, i mean it's we the all same need water. Throughout, yeah it's the same throughout life uh you know i think again i think the the benefits of great hydration are seen every day um, um athletes you know that you don't see you see very few people walking around without a bottle of water close by True. Um, and the younger you are and the more active you are the more hydration you need and as you age there's no no less of a need for hydration it's a it's a very important part of what we do we have hydration stations to make sure we're reminding folks the problem with older folks is they forget that they haven't had a drink in a while. They forget that, you know, they need to keep hydration. So our job is to make sure that there's plenty of, of opportunity to hydrate yourself throughout the facility during the day. I have the sense that I may know the answer to this before I ask it, since uh, it's kind of dovetails with what I've asked before. But what about people that are in their 40s and 50s, even 60s, with an eye down the road? As we age, is there anything that we should be eating differently as time changes. Well, that's a really good time to fix bad habits. So if you've found yourself, you know, that's a really busy time of life for most people. They, you know, maybe have a family and a career and a home and other priorities and they might not have been taking as 
great of care of themselves as they probably should have. So that ends up happening to a lot of people. And if in your 40s or 50s, you notice that that's happened, that's a really good time to say, you know, kind of start start from scratch, set some good foundations in place so that as you age, you've got those good habits already. Mm-hmm. So Caitlin, what advice would you give to someone who is searching for an assisted living community as it applies to food and nutrition? Well, I think one of the most important things for us is that, I mean, this is our the home for our residents. This is not some place they're visiting. It's not, they're not dining out at a restaurant. This is their home. And so it, we need to really keep that in mind. It's a very critical thing for us as we're planning menus and going about, you know, everything that we do on a daily basis here to um, help the dining program. You know, that's always at the front of mind for us, um, making sure that the variety is there that residents uh, would enjoy if they were living in their own home, that to things that are their favorites, the, you know, someone loves to have a fried egg every morning. If someone enjoys having fresh fruit after dinner, those preferences are important for us to know and accommodate so that our residents truly feel as though they're at home and have the choices that they need to maintain healthy and to keep their energy up as they age. Uh, what's the biggest misconception, would you say, about dining and assisted living that you've come across? The, uh, a lack of variety. Okay. Okay. Is For a big instance, thing. There you go. That we fight in, in every single day. Um, we, we're constantly... Uh, looking for feedback from residents. We're constantly reviewing our menus. We change our menus twice a year completely. We have to have a different meal every day for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for, and we do it for five weeks and then it rotates again, but it changes in six months and we go back at it again. And we, we, uh, allow and we encourage, I think is a better word, we encourage communities to have their own special options within their menu that um, recognizes their localities, mm-hmm. the, the, the foods that are available, the customs of the locality, wherever it may be, remembering that we're a international organization. And, and certainly we, we know that there are customs and and better foods or fresher foods in different locations and we encourage the teams to uh take advantage of that obviously seafood along the coastline absolutely other other misconceptions that you can think of caitlin or is that pretty much it that it's well i think that's a big one i also think that there is a big misconception about um it being institutional and uh you know kind of hospital food if you will so someone in the back opening up a can of pre-made meat in some kind of gravy and dumping it into you know a pan and that's not at all what we're doing so that's one of the things that i think is really important um for us to communicate and for residents and their families and um, prospective residents to know about uh we're preparing these things from scratch we have fresh proteins coming in from our vendors all throughout the week we have fresh produce vendors set up locally in all of our market areas. So these are um, recipes that are made from scratch every day, just like you would at home. So as one of your residents moves from one area to um, to memory care, if that's where they're going, do the dietary needs change with them? There are some differences there. So, um, you know, many of our residents living in our memory care neighborhoods Um, have different needs. So there might be some different challenges there that we have to address. A common one is the need for uh, what we call finger foods. So things that are easy to pick up, um, easy to travel with. Oftentimes residents in our memory care neighborhoods like to walk. So uh, in order to encourage them to get the intake that they need to stay healthy, um, having something that they can carry along with them as they're doing that is an important thing. So there are some changes there that um, do take place and we take those into consideration. 
should make sure our residents there are getting the proper nutrition as well. So the challenge, I think, as as we as folks age, this is a really important time for us to step in. You know, as you as you age and you need more assistance, part of that assistance is is food sure. and, and help eating. And there's so many different ways. Some of it is variety and providing and making sure we offer variety. Some of it is lack of variety because this is what I like and this is all I'm going to eat no matter what you put in front of me. Our job is to understand who those folks are and make sure we're taking care of them. If somebody likes peanut butter and wants to eat peanut butter every day and peanut butter sandwiches, our job is not to try to encourage them to eat you know, tuna fish. Our job is to make sure that they're, they're eating and then also encouraging them to eat other things. But if all they'll eat is peanut butter, we need to make sure we're, we're, we're helping them with the energy that they need right. and ensuring that um, their life is in place nutritionally. Well, this has been wonderful and informative. So thank you, Tim Whelan, Caitlin Rogers, and Rita Altman. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and you should know that we've posted show notes from today's podcast, along with other helpful nutrition-related resources. You can find those at the Sunrise Blog at thesunriseblog.com. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join us again. The Senior Caregiver Podcast is brought to you by Sunrise Senior Living. With communities in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom, Sunrise residents receive personalized care based on their unique interests and needs with a focus on preserving dignity and promoting independence. For more information and resources, please visit sunriseseniorliving.com.